There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Coming up on TMS. I saw it on the Tic Tac. We built this city on lots of blood. Zero to Jackie Chan will get you killed. Peep power hour. Gorge, pivot, puke, repeat. Same screw, different place. How many red fraggles are there anyway? Cocoa powder, just add blood. Therapy is easier when they're all... Therapy is easier when they are dead. Screwtegrity. Coffee goes in, pee comes out. Up checking a frankfurter. 60 pounds of peeps equals death who's going to milk the spiders Ben folds clothes shitting bricks with bobby therapy thursday and more on this episode of the morning stream one thing kids like is to be tricked for instance i was going to take my little nephew to disneyland but instead i drove him to an old burned out warehouse oh no i said disneyland burned down he cried and cried but i think that deep down he thought it was a pretty good joke I started to drive over to the real Disneyland, but it was getting pretty late. Well, now that you're here, what do you want? This is the morning stream. Hold on to your butts. Good morning and welcome to TMS. It is the morning stream for Thursday, September 23rd, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson. He's Brian Ibbett. Good morning. Good morning. My microphone is crooked. Let's see oh, if we can't no. tweak that piece of garbage. <laughs> this thing's just starting to lose some of its screw uh, integrity. You know, screw integrity is the, uh, the correct Exactly. Term. There you go. Not enough yeah, screw integrity. No, yeah. I mean, yeah, it just, mine. Yeah, mine does the side to side wiggle a little too much. Oh yeah, see, same screw, same yeah. screw. Yeah, different place, same screw. Yep. Well, now they need to fix that. All right. Hey, uh, welcome to the show, everybody. We're glad to be here. Got a nice live audience. Couple of newbies in there today. Always happy to have new people right. come join us live. You're always welcome well, to, by the way. Welcome. Yeah, I mean, we never say this, but every day, nine a.m. Uh, that's Mountain Time. Here at uh, frogpants.tv or twitch.tv. The only time zone that matters. Pants. Yeah, it's the only time zone that matters. You can come in here and you can watch us live. Uh, you don't have to bother with all that podcastery stuff. That's still how like 90% of you get the show, but you know, there's room for you here if you want to come and hang out. That's right. And there's so much that you get from the live show that you may not get from the recorded show. There's a little bit more that you get from the recorded show, specifically music. Yeah. But with the live show, you get the pre and the post. 
uh, which you can get from Patreon. I'm not selling very well, am I, Scott? No, but it's okay. Uh, Look, we haven't really workshopped this uh, sales pitch. It's fine. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna work on it. We'll come back, and uh, don't you guys? It's, work. it's the visuals, right? It's seeing us live. It's seeing us talk with yeah. our mouths moving. It's being shocked at how we look like in real life and being yeah. horrified yeah. by what you see. That's what well, they really got a face for podcasting, don't they? <laughs> people are always really surprised. The show that gets people the most surprised, though, is um, I think Core. No one ever thinks John or Bo look like they talk. No one mm. ever. Everyone's always mm. surprised by their faces. Yeah, uh, which you know, I, I still am surprised by their faces. So I understand. I do. I completely understand. Yeah, that was something really from the early days of podcasting for for me anyway. Was listening to folks like. Um, uh, Len and Nora, yeah. um, uh, the Illinois folks, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean, all those early, all those early podcasters, visualizing what they look like as I was listening to their shows because no one had a live streamed element at the time, of course. No. And then, uh, and then finally seeing them going, huh? Hmm, yeah. Eh, yeah, that's not what I thought they looked like. But <laughs> yeah. all right, cool. I remember seeing Fletcher for the first time going, ooh, you're not what I thought I would see at all. I don't know what I pictured with Scott Fletcher until I met him. But it wasn't that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't this, this <laughs> right. slender blonde guy, you know. I didn't. Right. I mean, he's a, he's a handsome gentleman, but I really was expecting somebody a little uh, like a giant. Yeah. I was expecting like. A- <laughs> yeah. Tom Merritt's a great example. Tax Cab yeah. says. Yeah. He's he is not the face you expect. And once you see it, no. it's like you're used to it and it's whatever. But I don't know. People tell me that all the time. It's just the way of it. It's audio. Yeah, That's what we totally do. Is. We paint yep. we paint an a auditory f- picture that you have to fill in the blanks for, and then sometimes your blanks don't match. It's not our fault. <laughs> it's your fault. Sometimes it's completely different blanks. That's right. That filled. Yeah. That's right. Well, today we will not be shooting blanks. Today we will bring you a very potent show. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm using that. Yeah, going down that road. Uh, <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna dive in first by uh, telling you about a cool thing that we are informed of by our pal Amy. Uh, yeah. she's known as Red Fraggle in the chat. She's in there now. Red Fraggle three. Was it because all their other Red Fraggles were taken, and you had to do a three, Amy? Is that what happened? <laughs> are there two others ahead of you that uh, are total jerks and took your name? Anyway, uh, Red Fraggle wrote in and said, "Hey Scott and Brian, my husband and I got inspired by watching the Tour de France this year uh, to really get back into cycling. We thought, why not do something similar to Brian and do some good while we're at it." Our neighborhood uh, cycling group is riding for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation on November 7th. Hubby beat me to the punch, posting this fundraiser stuff to our social media. So he is currently outstripping me in the fundraising. Uh, Even my mom or even my own mother donated to him before I could get it out there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. What are you going to do now? Thanksgiving's going to be awkward this year. Um, I definitely uh, can, can't beat him in distance as he's a much more seasoned rider than I am, but I'm betting the tadpole can help me out uh, and out fundraise him. Here's the yes, fundraising page. Make it happen. Yeah, let's make this happen. Tiny dot U, or sorry, tinyurl.com slash red fraggle bike. And it's spelled just like you think R E D F R A G G L E bike b-i-k-e just like the famed rock there yes. you go like the, the fraggle, fraggle bike exactly all lowercase all one word um dirty little muppets. yeah no this is great uh it's funny to get inspired by the tour de france mm-hmm. to uh go back into cycling because that is such it's like saying yeah i was watching uh uh 
Oh, well, you, you, come on. Let's let's work on one of your analogies here. Uh, it's like watching. Oh, uh, let's see here. It's uh, what's it like? It's like watching. I don't have a good one. Nothing's coming. It's you know, it's, it's like watching some somebody that does something really really well, and then saying, "Oh, I want to get it." And yeah, never mind. It's not working. It's it's uh, it just it's like the you know watching the most difficult aspect of something. Yeah. And then saying you want to get into no, it. No, it's like, I know what it's like. It <clears throat> You're making a movie and you and you go, man. You know what I admire? Jackie Chan does all his own stunts. I'm there do, we go. I'm yes, going okay. to do my exactly. own stunts and then you die. Then you're dead. So yeah, yeah. Don't. this is already you know I'm already showing that I did not have enough coffee this morning. If I can't come up with a, a damn uh, analogy attempt, uh, you got it there. You can always pee into your cup like you do, and uh, it'll be fine. <laughs> Ever, we've gotten multiple emails on this front. People are like, it literally does sound like Brian's peeing when he does that, and I'm like, well, yeah. I know yeah. it's coffee, and you know he's not peeing, mm-hmm. so right, it's coffee. It's fine. The pee comes later. Coffee goes in, pee comes out. You can't explain <laughs> you can't that. Explain that with science. Yeah. So anyway, no, Jackie Chan did not die. I'm saying you would die. <laughs> <clears throat> chat room, to, chat room's running with a with a, a rumor here. I'm saying if you tried to be like Jackie Chan, especially just going from nothing to you know zero to Jackie Chan, will get you killed. All right. He's a professional. He's really good. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. Even he would break bones and hurt himself real bad on on film sets. So maybe you shouldn't. Here's what it. All right, all right, all right. Ready? Here we go. It's like watching uh, Joey Chestnut at the uh, <laughs> the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Championship and saying, you know, I could really go for a hot dog right now. There you go. That's what it is. There, there you go. That's, that's a better it. analogy. Nice <laughs> I follow that guy on uh, TikTok, by the way. Do you? Yeah. What is? Does he like just eat? Is that what his thing is? Sometimes, like, does he just... like what he'll do is he'll go. Here's what I do. Here's what I eat for work, and you'll, it'll be video of him cramming 400 hot dogs down his throat. And then the next scene will be, here's what I actually get every day when I'm just eating normally. And it's like a salad and a nice mm. little, you know, gla- half glass of wine at the place he likes. And mm-hmm. it's just a super chill, you know, regular dude when it comes to normal eating. But then when he's, you know, when he's working, he's jamming 400 pounds of pork in his guts. I think you'd have to, that's how you'd have to live it, right? You couldn't, you couldn't be like, oh, what's for lunch? Oh, maybe 35 hot dogs today. Mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah. I mean, because one assumes, I don't know if this has ever been. I mean, I assume this has always been true of these eating contests. They just hork it all up when they're done, right? They just yak it. We don't no. know. You can't digest all that. It would kill you, I would think. Like, just the nitrates I would, alone? Yeah, I would assume so, but you'd think you'd hear about that if that were the case. <laughs> you'd think it'd be like, all right, and there goes uh, our winner, Joey Chestnut, up leaning over the ceremonial dumpster and puking his guts out for the next eight minutes. Uh, what a champion. I, I Greatest of all time. Oh, he's got more and missed the dumpster with that shot. But uh, I saw it somewhere. Where did I see? It was a Russian eating contest documentary or something. And they had Russians? like a, they had, no, they had like a, a big tray trough thing behind them all. That they would all oh right away so they're like yeah. just yes. have to pivot basically they don't even have to <laughs> yeah and I know that there's a rule that they can't they got to keep it down for a bit uh, you know to, to have it count as their win but I think after sure. that all bets are off they can go do whatever they want otherwise this guy Joey Chestnut looks like a fit normal guy like yeah. that's the thing about him right he doesn't look he's not like you know nine thousand pounds I'm guessing if he just if he ate those hot dogs and and left them there every time he'd be you know grossly obese or something i would think so yeah or have some some complications if you all right let's say you're in the uh the nathan's hot dog championship fourth of july right that's when they do that yeah i think so yeah Yeah. 
uh, and you, you know, you're eating, you're, you're dipping your hot dogs into water like you do. For, right. Yeah. Lube, ugh, you got to lube it up, dispersing. Brian. You got to lube it down is what you got to do. That's right. You got to get it mushy so it goes down quick. Yep. Uh, then you like the, the contest isn't over, but you turn around, you puke really quick and then you go back. Yeah. Do they, are you just immediately disqualified or do they subtract a certain amount? from your total based on based on uh, you throwing up oh, or do they like do they do they say oh that's about five you're uh you're back down to 19 oh that's interesting because that's like oh four of those dogs are out uh yeah i don't know I, right. as far as i know okay i did see one but i don't know if it was like a any, any kind of like international binding rules or anything but well, i saw a pie eating contest where the dude who won was standing up, hands in the air, like, look what I just did. <clears throat> I've done it. I've done it. And then while he's standing uh-huh. there, involuntarily, a whole bunch of pie comes flying out of his face. <laughs> you, he, you sure you're just not thinking of stand by me? No, this really happened. I actually saw this. And then he stops <laughs> it. He grabs it midair. No. Yeah, because it was a, you know, it's all fresh pie at this point. Yeah. And he yeah. grabs it kind of midair and, and is was able to pull it back and get it back down his, his gullet. And still won because he didn't. Nothing hit the ground, so get he he didn't get in trouble. Here. Oh my god! Yeah, I wish I had that video handy. It's a it's a trip. I just visualized the whole thing in slow motion. Yeah. <laughs> Avatar the Pie Bender. Exactly. That's exactly. <laughs> it's a hell of All a right. Thing. Well, if you find that video, uh, do me a favor and don't send it to me. All right, I will not Thanks. send it to you immediately on your text immediately. That's what I'll not yes, do. Yes, I don't want to see that. That's one I don't want to click on and and, and witness for myself. Thank it's a, you it's a fair it's a fair desire to have that desire. I think. Yeah. Um. All right. We. Are, anyway, I uh, just want to say your daughter, yeah. who's in the chat room today. Hello, Carter. Yeah. Uh, when talking about the hot dogs and throwing up mid mid competition, she was the first person to say you got to re eat it. And I just want to <laughs> say, the apple does not fall far from the tree. Ah. <laughs> uh. I mean, she's her own person, but I'll take some blame for that. <laughs> I think some of these, some of the things my kids say definitely feel like uh, hmm, they grew up around me. I think, yeah. Um, but yeah, like I, I think that is that might be the rule. You just gotta eat it. No, nope. Uh, I'm out. You're out. Sorry, you're not gonna I'll, compete. I'll, uh, yeah, exactly. Okay. Give the give the prize to Joey Chestnut. Um, I'm done. All right, Joey, you walk away with yet another ribbon in your pretty hair. All right, uh, what are we doing now? Oh, I know. I know this. I think science will make you go poo poo. It's true. Science will if you abuse it or misuse it. Use too much of it. Yeah, don't use too much science or you'll go <laughs> too poo-poo. much science will make you go poo poo. It's uh, our old pal Bobby Frankenberger joining us for our science segment we do on Thursdays. Bobby, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you guys doing? We're pretty good. good. What did you just walk into, right? Yeah. Is that what you're thinking to yourself? <laughs> hey, Bob. Uh, you know, it's 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 all poop all the time on the science segment. I think that's right. Lot. Hey, yeah. let me ask you: Have you ever have you ever done a f- eating contest like a you know like a pie <laughs> eating or any of that? You ever done we that? when I was in college, we used to do all these crazy competitions with each other. One of them was a peeps eating contest. Oh, oh peeps. Okay. Oh. So it was me and a and a friend of mine, Grant, and it was in the lobby of the the dorm that we lived in. We had tons of peeps. All this was inspired by the fact that it was after Easter, and we went to like Toys R Us to to buy some. And they had like 
<laughs> some sort of like like a giant pile of old peeps that and they were like you know 10 for a dollar 10 packs for a dollar or something like you can't, that. you can't go wrong with food you buy at toys r us no yeah no kidding so we like filled up a cart and paid like five bucks and brought a bunch of them old. and um oh. so we said let's uh let's see how many we can so we had a competition and the rules were kind of similar to what you were just describing it was who can eat the most and the first one to um to th- <laughs> I think the the way we ended it was actually someone had to throw up so the first one to throw oh. up lost oh wow, that was okay. part so, of the rule yeah. oh wow that was the timer that was the yeah. the uh, Dang, wow okay. dude that's like finding out which person in the horror movie is going to die first or something like that <laughs> right. you know what i mean but we also we also dressed up in like 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 a self-styled uh, like professional wrestling costumes. Like I had like really short biker shorts on, and I was shirtless, and I like I think I had like body glitter on or something. Like that. <laughs> wow, wow! So right now That's I'm watching awesome. I'm watching some video of the chat saying it of an actual peep seating contest they had in Maryland at some point. Yeah, and uh, the the job I wouldn't want is there's some people behind these people with plates full of peeps, and if they if they don't <laughs> refill the peeps. The guy's peeps on time, mm-hmm. and now mm-hmm. they're behind. Whose mm-hmm. fault is that? That's, right, exactly. That's, that's yeah. the guy behind you. Like, how do you account for that? Oh my gosh, these people are going to all hurl. See, yeah, their competitions—they're doing sugar too. So that's it's all like, a oh. speed. They're doing it in speed, right? So oh, yeah. the way we did it was different because it was—we didn't care who got X amount of peeps eaten first. We could take our time. It just—you just. You just I think we had like a minimum amount of time between peeps <laughs> or a maximum amount of time rather. Yeah. And um, so that you couldn't just be like, well, I'll just eat one every hour for the next 12 days. <laughs> oh, gotcha. So it's more like, yeah, like it was a, uh, it's like the power hour where you do a shot every, every 60 seconds. Kind yeah. Of thing. And if so, first one to throw up loss, I won by the way. Oh, well okay. done. Oh, very good. Well congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. Good yeah, I can, uh, yeah. <laughs> congratulations. Uh, question mark. So the, the, the only other thing I would say about this is do all of these people just automatically end up type 2 diabetic when they're done like my gosh <laughs> that's so much sugar in your system even if you yak a job it. hazard yeah Oof. yeah it's <laughs> one of those acceptable hazards of being a peep eater yeah were you were you basically uh, pooping legos for the next few days like bright yellow or bright red or uh... i mean it wasn't it wasn't great we also had a water drinking competition one time and um it was similar rules, but uh, and my my wife now, a girlfriend at the time, she was in pharmacy school. She tried to warn us. She said, <laughs> "She yeah. said, you know, it's actually dangerous to drink too much water." And we were like, <laughs> yeah. "You're so funny!" And we did it anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. We found out later we could have died. Yeah, sixty percent uh, human, sixty percent water is a is a good amount. Like it's a it's a nice balance mm-hmm. and. Uh, you yeah, don't want to yeah. go more. You don't want to go less. Exactly. Yeah, it can literally kill you. So, public service announcement here: yeah. don't drink, don't Drown compete with your inside. friends to see how much who can drink the most water. Yeah, in, and also, in, in you know, 60, 60 pounds of peeps are toxic. Like literally, you're going to yeah. die if you if you don't yak it up. So, be the first to throw up is my advice. <laughs> right. uh, anyway, hey, it's uh, Bobby. We're here to talk yeah. about some science. He learns his he learned his lesson then, and science is now all about uh, not eating peeps in rapid succession. So, and speaking we're gonna... of bodily fluids, yeah, speaking of bodily <laughs> fluids, so this is interesting. He sends me this link, and I was sold by the headline because it said something about blood bricks, and I'm like, <laughs> he goes, "Well, we have a choice. We can do this story about this or this other one." I'm like, "We're doing blood bricks." <laughs> I don't even know yeah. what this is yet. So. 
Will you tell me what a blood brick is and why this is a worthy discussion today? Well, a blood brick is a brick that's made using blood. So okay. I'll see you next week. See you next um, week, right. Thanks for that. Yeah. Cheaper yeah. than blood diamonds, I hear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's significantly cheaper, yeah. yeah. Um, so no, the, the whole motivation behind this idea, it was a bunch of scientists, researchers, who have figured out a way to use human blood to help um, make bricks out of Martian regolith. Um, and regolith, if you don't know, that's the name for the the dust and dirt, like the really loose dirt that you see on that is yeah. on the surface. And all those of, rover like, videos, it looks it, it's it's almost like chocolate milk mix uh, powder. It does look like that, like yeah. like Nesquik. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and it looks like the kind of thing that would be really unmanageable in in any sort of you know if there's any water involved or like it would be a messy nightmare if you lived in in that dirt. Yeah, yeah, it's, it looks like cocoa powder for sure. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, so they thought, uh, well, it takes a lot of resources to get to Mars, and and the more stuff you have to bring when you go to Mars, because everybody's talking about going to Mars, colonizing Mars, sending people to Mars, right? Yeah. The more stuff you have to bring, the harder and more expensive it is to get there. Yeah. Um, because every pound that you add, um adds more fuel that you have to take which in turn the fuel weighs a certain amount which then increases the fuel that you need more so uh, planning space missions is all about is is very largely about minimizing the amount of stuff you have to carry or shoot up into space right um and it's 246 million miles away also so it's um you want to you want to be careful about what you bring so if you want to build a place to live or be or colonize on Mars, then being able to build the construction materials when you get there would be perfect. It would be great, right? It would yeah. be ideal instead of having to, to launch bricks into space. Does that mean everybody uh, going is like, uh, don't forget to bring your your blood. We need your blood. <laughs> it's it's funny, though, that we actually are, uh, we have our own, every every one of us has our own bag of blood inside of our body and, uh, and a little blood producing factory as well. And it, yeah. it's all called your body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called the body. Yeah. Wow, the science the science coming you. out today. This is like uh, <laughs> insane. This is really intense stuff. This is the complicated, very uh, difficult to explain science that you get me on for. <laughs> oh my gosh, chat room at uh, Claire or was that? I'm sorry, Cold Cash says get your A positive to Mars. That's really good. That's really oh, good. nicely done. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead, Bobby. Continue. So, so yeah. So this is. If you could figure out how to do this, how to make the bricks uh, when you get there, that'd be ideal. But as you um, so astutely observed, uh, it, it it looks like cocoa powder, the mm-hmm. regolith on Mars. Um, and 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 the the concern is that if you the bricks that you would make, how how would you do it? How would you make them structurally sound? How would you increase the the compressive strength when you're making bricks? It's not just about whether it crumbles or not easily or whether you can break it easily but you have to be able to stack them and the weight mm-hmm. has to be able to be withstood by each the brick, brick has, has to be to... able to support all the bricks above it exactly sure. that's yeah. that's exactly right so that's all about compressive strength how strong can it withstand being squeezed together mm. and um so they decided to uh see what happens when you put blood in it 
<laughs> why, why blood? Because of its coagulant properties? Is that why? That's exactly right. Okay. So um, the reason that they... This is not the first time scientists have looked into bodily fluids to make bricks, actually. Um, but uh, there, there's some like South African scientists that have used used pee to um, to make bricks. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. No, pee is definitely uh, a different thing than blood, sure. <laughs> that won't hold anything together. Yeah. 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 I guess it depends <laughs> but, uh, on the pee. But the idea was if, if we could somehow, the, the, the proteins that are in the blood, specifically the, um, the human serum albumin, the HSA protein from the blood, uh, has the potential to, it, it helps to coagulate blood. And so it kind of like tangles up and, and gets gets pretty strong and and can bind things together. So the thought was, could we exploit the properties of these proteins in your blood to strengthen the um, the the Martian regolith into bricks? Because uh, as we've already said, every person who's gonna go to Mars has blood with them and is going to be continuing to make more blood so you might as well exploit that natural resource how um how quickly like so let's say you are you're uh, removing blood to help build some bricks how long does it take you to recreate uh, like how how often or how um What's the rate that, that blood is produced in the body? That's probably the oh, question. Oh, yeah. Probably yeah. the same question yeah. for like when you donate blood and stuff like that, right? Like, yeah, yeah. right. How's that work? Yeah, the, the, yeah well, the, the research. When I donate blood, I say, I'm going to get this back at some point, right? <laughs> right. Right. It'll grow back. Um, the researchers the researchers actually did that sort of morbid math. Um, <laughs> kind of have to, yeah. Creepy math. Um and they they estimate that if you had a crew of six people on Mars, they could produce about half a ton, or specifically eleven hundred pounds of bricks in two years. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. That isn't. I mean, that's two years is a long time, I guess. But that's that's a higher number than I would have thought you were going to say. That seems insane. <laughs> that seems intense. That's a lot of blood. Well, that's they cool. they say that that over the course of those two years, that would be enough bricks to to double the amount of uh like space to house people every mm-hmm. two years so so after two years 1100 bricks i guess would make it so now you have enough space to 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 house 12 people and then you'd send six more people and then they would it's like exponential growth or doubling you know see this is really funny because i what this is making my brain do is realize that it's not the science fiction image is that everything's steel and 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 rebar and amazing structural this and that because we took it up there and we built it with whatever but that none of that's very practical is it certainly when you're just getting out there for the first time and you don't really know the state yeah. of natural resources on that place uh you know below surface so exactly you, uh, so this you'd have to basically mud hut it with your blood that's how this is going to go that is 100% right. That's what they realize is you, we can't know what kind of natural resources are really there and how easy they're going to be, get, be to get unless we go there and start surveying and, and mining and digging. And who knows when or if that will be something that's possible. So we have to figure out how we can make it when we get there. And yeah, the I mean, it sounds weird, but the the 
best way to study that is using the resources we absolutely know that we will have, mm. which are things like blood and, and pee. They are um, using... So apparently these bricks that you make with with blood are... The, they have a compressive strength similar to concrete. Oh, weird. Which is that's, really that's amazing. Really in, <laughs> yeah, that's intense because concrete is no... Uh, uh, you know, slouch. Oh, I mean, again, it's, that's it's, what we build things out of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And, and exactly. It's not even that much weirder. Think if you think about it, like it's only because we're yeah. used to what we use concrete for and how we figured out how to best formulate it and all that. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if you're starting out and you're fresh, I'll have a mud hut, blood, blood hut, mud, mud hut, blood, 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 mud, 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 blood, mud, hut. blood hut, mud, that's mud, blood, hut. blood hut. It's yeah. not just a place that you keep. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wizard. I, mean, I guess that's the half breeds or the mud. Yeah, it's not just a place where you keep your half breed yeah, wizards. Your right. or, your orakai uh, have to start there. That's a that's a, so. I mean, a good a good kind of comparison on this is like when you're building the sandcastle and and you've you think you've got the sand really nicely compressed and you put that first brick down, then you put another brick on top of it and the first brick just collapses. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so I'm gonna try this the next time I'm at the beach. Uh, just bring a you know a little bag of blood. Sure. And. Yep. Uh, or just do a little, maybe, you know, maybe I'll just use prick. my own. Yeah, a little finger prick. Just yeah. squeeze a little bit yep, in there. Mix exactly. It in. And uh, yeah. no, don't worry, folks. I'm just making my sandcastle stronger. <laughs> you can give tips to all the other kids who are trying to build their sandcastles. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kids, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, yeah. if you really want a pro tip on that, apparently, um, if you do add urea from urine, they can increase the strength by 300% more. <laughs> than concrete. Wow. So. But it'll smell well, like pee all, for the rest of your life on Mars. Pee and blood. So pee I don't know blood. if that cancels itself out. Like a copper penny in pee is what that'll smell like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, surprised right. a, I'm surprised a certain Nicolas Cage clip isn't getting... Uh, <laughs> oh, that, yeah, right yeah, uh, yeah. Why didn't I? I'm going to put it up. Uh, or I'm going to play it. Uh, thanks for the prompt. But I'm going to say, I was going to say this. Let's say you're up there. There's five of you. You've been giving your blood dutifully, building your two-year brick home, you know, doing your thing. And then one day... Uh, Bill walks in and says, "I'm sorry to tell everybody I had to kill Hank. He was uh, he was stealing stuff and then also uh, kind of crazy. And we needed to end his life, so we've killed Hank. Yeah, the good news is, rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, the, but the good news is you got all of Hank's blood. Now you can, right, uh, right. You know, we'll, we'll shave six months off this project <laughs> just with Hank." Right. I can finally build my shed. It's real. That's really short-sighted, though. My bloodshed. <laughs> it's really short-sighted because you could. How how much more blood could you have gotten from Hank if you just kept him right, tied exactly, up? Right, exactly. As a blood the, factory, the mud blood hut basement. Uh-huh. No, you're yeah. right. It's a quick. Like, it's a quick. For now, like a like a, you're you're getting it faster now. But the long term, you need to be thinking long term. And if you take like that out, one season of True Blood where they right. kept the guy, uh, they kept, uh, what's his face? Yeah, they from, kept Bill uh, Treve on, on uh, Siphon. <laughs> what's his name? I can't think of his name. Uh, from Office Space and, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I love him and everything and I can't think of yes, his name. Yes, I know. Name. Yeah, I know you're talking. It's like, I can't think of his name. <laughs> but you would call Brian Shedd a bloodshed. You'd have to call it that. That would be the yeah. word. They, sure. they're not stopping at blood and pee either. They think, <laughs> they think that uh, they could could make this even stronger or come up Steam with other root, materials yeah. by incorporating other human byproducts, mm-hmm. quote unquote, mm-hmm. like um, hair and nails, uh, because of the keratin that's in hair and mm-hmm. nails. Ha- your hair and your nails are really strong because of the keratin that are in them. Yeah, they um, could probably use they could probably use man ejaculate. 
You know, where they could do that. <laughs> there was not one on the list, but feces was. Oh, feces. Uh, all right. You're looking for a nice textured wall. Uh. So then you could, yeah, feces. So then you could shit a brick. Um, yeah, you yeah. could shit a oh, brick. Brick shit. shit I brick. love. Uh, I love your house, uh, Joe. Man, it looks like you really put a lot of yourself into this. Thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really do. All right, here's that clip. Sorry. Pissed blood. All right. Great. Thank you. I you felt go. like I was working really hard to get you to play that. Uh, well, <laughs> it took me long enough. Um, all right. Yeah. Well, for more riveting discussions in science like this one, uh, but more probably a lot more serious, <laughs> you can listen to uh, Bobby's podcast, All Around Science, and you should tell mm-hmm. us what you're doing this week so people can check it out. Oh, yes. Yes. All around science. We are recording an episode. If you if you couldn't get enough of these types of uh, <laughs> images, then you can come on over to All Around Science. We, we do a weekly science podcast. The one we're recording tonight that'll come out on Monday is actually our feature is going to be about um, eel sex. Oh, so, oh great. Yeah. Awesome. How do they? Uh, yeah. well, give me the. Give me the. the uh, I bet the, it looks a lot like that. Uh, the doctor symbol with the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the cadesis or whatever it's whatever called. called. Yeah, yeah, the cross with a is wrapping it cross? around each other. Yeah, is it exactly, a cross or yeah. a sword or what is that? Uh, a syringe? What are they wrapping in the around middle, in the middle of it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is it? Is it a snake health symbol? Like sometimes uh, I think it's like a scale or a. A, a yeah. staff, just oh, a staff. Is. Is okay, a staff. Right. Okay, it's got wings at the top, though. This staff does. It's probably it's some it's an old uh, image from like some Greek dude. It's Caduceus. <laughs> I was I was like I had all the right uh, letters. I just couldn't remember how to put them in the yeah. right order or say it properly. Okay. Oh yeah, here's a okay. There's a whole, there's a great Wikipedia page on the origin of this thing. Um, Before like, I leave you, I do yeah. want to leave you with one more image, um, which is that if if it didn't creep you out enough that they're using blood mm. from people to yeah. build things, they've also said that spider silk would be a good binder. So I'm just imagining basements full of tied up people and giant spiders <laughs> and... <laughs> Wow. All on the right. surface of Mars. Wow. <laughs> How do you keep those spiders in little harnesses so that their abdomens are in the back and you can just keep weaving and pulling? Uh... Oh, the poor spiders. <laughs> Carter, don't cal- calm down up there. I know you're going to be upset about this spiders. one. Yeah, the poor spiders. All right. Yeah. Well, Bobby, uh, I uh, look forward to that episode and uh, also to your return, although I think next week's our uh, Trivial Things Day, but... Don't yeah. worry. I'm going to be uh, driving to Ohio anyway. Oh, I'm. wish me luck this weekend. I'm doing a 10K. Oh, right. That's right. You got to pull your hair back, though. You got to get that up in a bun or something, kind of man bun. Yeah, I deal. do that. Yeah, make sure that happens. Hey, what do you think about an undercut? You heard of this where they, my, my son has your hair, basically. It's exactly the same yeah. hair. So right now what he did, it's been driving him crazy and he's been like tempted to cut it. But then the solution was somebody told him he could do this. You pull all the, the the bunch of it up, but underneath it, underneath that giant slab, he just, it's all shaved now. Mm. So, so really, it's it, just connected the top. It's like a really long mohawk that's that's yes. flopping over the sides. So when it's so when it's down, it looks just like it always did. But yeah. he can now put it up when he works at the the coffee shop he works at. He can pull it or up and tie it. And brush it's, it over to one side for a cool cyberpunk look. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. You should try that, Bobby. Come on, man. I, I actually think I might try that when I do decide to get it cut. You sounded really like like old man Johnson just now. You're like, what, you ever heard of this? You heard of this? Undercut? Uh, undershave? Uh, some sort of deal? Someone told me he could days? do this. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he found out about that on Tic Tac. Yeah, Tic Tac. <laughs> <laughs> the Tic Tac. 
You got to put the in front of it. It was perfect except for the the. You yeah. need the tic tac. The, the tic tac. Uh, well done. Uh, we'll see you soon. Be safe and run like okay. mad at your 10K. All right. Bye now. That's cool that he's doing that. That is super cool. Oh, I found a man wiener. Look at this. Um, <laughs> I found. I was looking for the the you well, know the medical symbol. Congratulations! <laughs> What's that called? The 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 cacus cacus or whatever the the c- medical c- thing. C- Cadasis. Uh, yeah. And there's one yes. of this guy holding it and is just his noodles out. Just, really? Yeah. Look, I put it in Discord. Check him out. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Right yeah. There. It's an old statue. But, yeah. Exactly. You know, it really is a staff, huh? Yeah. There's his doodle. <laughs> is it Hermes? Oh, it might be Hermes. Oh yeah, because he got the hat. Yeah, he's got that oh, dumb hat. Man, once you get that, you're, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> I know. Hermes, Hermes Simplex Two is the worst. <laughs> All right, uh, we have time for a news story or two, so we're going to dive into that and do it now by pushing a button that will indicate news. The news is brought to you by. Yeah, those those Greek statues never really that impressive no. down there. Really aren't. Uh, hey, it's brought to you by Coverville today at one p.m. Mountain Time. Yes, uh, Twitch.tv slash Coverville. Ben folds. 55. Yeah, we've moved up from the Ben Folds 5 to Ben Folds 55 because he just turned 55. Um, boy, uh, a lot of people cover him, but guess what? It's a lot of acapella bands. So mm. if you like the acapella and you like the Ben Folds, mm. then you're going to like today's Coverville. Actually, uh, a lot of covers by Ben Folds and um, a set of music of like rock and jazz covers of Ben Folds that really surprised me with how deep some of these go. Uh, ben Folds celebrating 55. We're going to celebrate with them today. Coverville, 1 p.m. Mountain Time. Twitch.tv slash Coverville. Now, clear this up for me. Is it Ben? He f- Is it him folding five, or are there five people in his band? How he folded it- the five people in his band into three. So it really is the Ben Folds five, like ben it's his folds five. five. Okay. It's, it's a verb. Yes. Okay. Got it now. Yes. Ben folds later. five people down into three people. I'm looking at him, a recent photo of him, and that guy holds 55 pretty well. He really does. Yeah, I mean, me he, I think clean living when you're the bard of the suburbs. So <laughs> his songs, uh, he doesn't, he'll forever sound like he's, I don't know, 18. That's what it'll just, he sound. will. And he's, um, I mean, obviously he does a lot of uh, uh, work with acapella bands, which is why acapella bands love covering his stuff. I could easily do the entire show using just acapella bands, but I want to, of course, mix things up. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know why, and maybe he's done this, but I don't know why we haven't seen a, a full-fledged musical written by Ben Folds because so many of his songs are character studies and stories and, and feels like you know, the next Dear Evan Hansen should be coming from Ben Folds. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, by the way, I'm looking at some information about him on this page called informationcradle.com. Uh-huh. And I love how he his name just is great in here because it, it, it usually will say, let's say it was uh, Hank Azaria was who we were looking at. Sure. It would say sure. Hank Azaria's age, Hank Azaria's height, Hank Azaria's family. These are the headers, right? Yeah. It yeah. just sounds great when it says Ben Folds age. Ben folds height. Ben folds family. <laughs> ben holds spout, folds spouse. Like, it's great. I love it. Right. What about his favorite newspaper? Do they say Ben folds paper? <laughs> uh, well, Ben folds at home. Uh, that, that'll, uh, <laughs> ben folding at home. Yeah, ben folding at home. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, love uh, it. Yeah. Too stupid. All right, let's move on to this uh, story here. Um, a 10-foot-wide house in Boston. That's literally the entire width yes. of this home. Oh, I love this story. It's yeah. pretty great. It's sold for $1.25 million. Mm-hmm. And you might say, why? Well, first of all, it's why? Right, right in the smack middle of, yeah, of it's Boston. Boston. <laughs> but secondly, look at that thing. It, that yeah, looks like somebody was like, "I'm not. We're not moving. We're staying here in our weird thing, our weird attached thing." Uh, it's uh, it's funny because in addition to being the skinny house, like what it, you know, nicknamed the skinny house, it's also the spite house. It was built uh, by one brother out of spite to block the view that his other brother had behind it. Oh, you're kidding. That's great. So he built it in front of it just to be a dick. I and um, I love that. That's it's funny because when you see the interior pictures, it doesn't look that. It doesn't look that skinny. It doesn't look as skinny from the inside as it does from the outside. And you know, give me all your Doctor Who jokes, but um, <laughs> it's uh, uh, it looks wider. The yeah. photos that they're showing make it look wider than ten feet wide. The only bummer about it is this one shot here in particular. Um, that brick wall is right outside that window. Yeah, yeah, exactly. the The view is the brick wall. Yeah, like that's kind of an ugly view, but I don't know. Yeah. It seems kind of. I would live in this if I was a bachelor. Totally. And, yeah. Who cares, man? Right in the middle of totally. downtown Boston, all that historic area down there. The other reason it's selling for so much is that it's a tourist destination, and I don't know if the people who bought it are going to live inside of it or if they're going to. Um, continue to use it as a tourist destination and let people pay to walk through it and Ooh. check it out chat room just informed me that uh, the uh the conjuring house is now up for sale as well mm. um let's see if we can look at this one here yeah oh yeah that is the conjuring house that's a movie brian's never seen or any never of the seen never seen you'd any, like of, any of the conjuring films you'd like them although they suffer from uh haunted house rules are yes, all over which the are place. no rules whatsoever. Yeah, I hate that, but it's a good yeah. one of those anyway. You know, I, I put it up there with like Haunting of Hill House ish. Oh, really? Okay, because I, mean, I, maybe... I put that at the that I think is my that's the top of the list for me for Haunted House uh, uh, in media because you can't really call it a movie; it's a series. But right, he's got a um, uh, or the, sorry, the guy who made Haunting of Hill House has something new coming. That's uh, not. Does, yeah. What's that called? Do you know what that is? Uh, um, right. Because there was the there was the second one that had um, that was just focused on the actress who was in the first one as a different character. Right. Um, let's see. Um, but they're saying a new thing by him for Halloween or yeah, and it's oh Midnight Mass. That's it. Midnight Mass. This might okay. be out now. Flanagan. It's on Mike Flanagan. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. And this is supposed to be another great slow burn relationshipy but scary as shit kind of you know like what hill house was yeah, it, uh, yeah. i'm i i'm why Man- manor was the second one that's right and this and there's a third be... season coming to that too but this this is a oh one. okay so that's what i was thinking it was i was yeah. thinking it was the it was another one in the same anthology series but no okay it's no a... this is separate unless they share like a, a maybe they do share something i don't know but mm-hmm. um it doesn't sound like it from what i've read and it looks great oh yeah i'm super mm-hmm. into this cool. all right yeah, Mike Flanagan uh, <clears throat> does some great uh, does some great horror. Yeah, you know he's it's good. it's subtle and uh, oh, there it is right there, the next the unco- upcoming horror series Midnight Mass and the Midnight Club. Okay. Yeah, and he's the dude what did that really great Gerald's Game adaptation for Netflix as well. Yeah, I never saw that. Oh, um, you should see that. 
Yeah, I do. I do want to see that. You should see how buff. Did it not get good reviews initially or something? There was some reason we stayed away from it. No, it got, as far as I know, it reviewed well. Um, Okay. Let's see. Gerald's game. I feel like it didn't get a lot of fanfare. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let's see. 2017 it was, I think. Yeah. 6.5 out of 10. That's not bad. I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. And it had Henry Thomas Thomas back in there. and um, Bruce Greenwood in his skivvies. Yeah, for the entire, like, he's just dead the entire film. Isn't well, he? <laughs> when he's alive, he's ripped. I can't believe how that uh, guy is so ripped. He looked great. I um, I did after I downloaded the two Matrix films to my iPad so I can watch them on the plane without having to pay for Wi-Fi or anything like that. I also downloaded Malignant because there's only 18 days left on it before it leaves HBO. And I know Randy says, "Oh, you could probably find something a lot better to watch than Malignant." <laughs> um, I still think I'm going to give it a shot just because I keep hearing that it's good, but the twist is great. Yeah. Like there's a a great twist at the end of Malignant. I have heard similar. I would like to see it. I think I'm going to before yeah. it goes away. Yeah. Here's what he said. Well, you got just under three weeks. This is exact quote from Randy. I've moved Catwoman. Yeah. That's, that's exactly that. what he did. He moved it over Malignant is yeah, what he did. Really strange thing to say about Malignant, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Actually, a lot of people, Green Bay Spidey really liked it. BioCow said it's only okay, but the twist is good. Uh, Goldfinger38 says Malignant is dumb. I like, look, Uh, I like Pete. Sam Jane, for some reason, says Randy is so awesome. Whatever. (laughs) Bias. uh, Bias, yeah. You got a Randy bias. I really liked, uh, I like James Wan. I just think he's a cool director, so... I, you know, yeah. I'll give him a shot. <laughs> um, okay. What's the other one I kind of... that's gotten poor reviews, but I still feel like I should see... Oh, Cry Macho. I just feel like I need to see it. Oh, Cry Macho. Yeah, even though it's getting yeah, It's getting kind of panned. Not not horrible, but not great. Like, kind of right down the middle. And man, he looks uh, 90. Horse stepped on my foot, so I'm going to cry <laughs> macho. I hear that's that's where the, they fit the, the title of the film into the movie. Is that the entire premise? Is uh, It is, right, okay. exactly. It's uh, great. Uh, Clint would search for an ice pack. Great. That's what we want. Here's something about macho. This is especially good for macho cats. Oh, macho cats. <laughs> remember macho cat lady? I remember her. I do, yes. Yeah. I'd forgotten how those two words never went together nope. ever before or after. Or or after since. or since or in retrospect or at all, ever. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, my sister Wendy will join us, and uh, we're going to tackle an email from a listener. Uh, this will probably tick a lot of boxes for people, so we'll find out when we get oh, there. Oh, great. Okay. Uh, come back after this song presented by the uh, the organization known as Coverville Media and Brian Ibbett. That's right. Well, uh, we're going up to Montreal, up to Canada for this one. For somebody who's described by the label as a triple threat, and I'm looking to see what the other threats are, because I know singer, oh, maybe singer, songwriter, producer. There we go. That's his triple threat. He's a singer, songwriter, and producer. Uh, A guy named Reno McCarthy. And um, he is, uh, uh, he's got a forthcoming album. And this is the first single from it. Um, here we go. Run Up River is the new album coming out at the end of October. You've got the entirety of October to wait for this thing. October 29th is when the album comes out. This will tide you over, though. It's a song called Sundown. Here's Reno McCarthy.
Shake your head. You've got to tell me what's wrong with the coffee. Bad taste. Very good. Very good. The Morning Stream. Is it just me, or does the jungle make you really, really horny? It's just him. The jungle does not make me mm-hmm. really, really horny. Uh, that song, uh, once again, Brian, was... You bet. That is uh, Rita McCarthy and a song called Sundown from his upcoming album, Run Up River. Nice. We get some great indie in the middles, man. Yeah. I've been, I've been getting emails from people saying, oh, this is great. I looked up the band and got a bunch more of their stuff. And uh, I love hearing stuff like that. Love yep. it when you guys like the indie in the middle stuff. Yeah, it's real good. I was uh, these days because I have to put it in post. I have to just right. remind myself. Oh yeah, go back and listen to make sure 
And this year has been mm-hmm. like banner stuff, like mm-hmm. new new bands that I've bookmarked, uh, favorited, done some playlists for, like a good year for Indies for sure. Excellent. Hello. All right. Oh, hello. Hello. It's a good year for Wendy's and Indies. <laughs> Always a good uh, year for Wendy. Oh, that's a that's good stuff. My sister, longtime sister, really, since the beginning, you've been my sister, since the day you were born. I was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Since yeah. the beginning of one of you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> uh, she's here. She's also a therapist, a licensed one, one that helps people all the time with their actual real world problems. And uh, for some reason, she's seen it in her wisdom to come here the last 10 years straight and do it on Thursdays as well for you guys. So uh, pre- pretty rad. Also, 10 years. Can you believe it? I have a I have a clip that will commemorate this 10 years. Hold on. I got this uh, yesterday because uh, I was watching something and they made this comment and it made me think of decades. And now I'm going to play this. So here. You know what to call that? Call it a decade. Long time. Been a lot of change since then. Yeah. Yeah. See? <laughs> Old Robert Duvall. Okay. Robert Duvall doing a little serious acting there, you know, giving us a little what for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was nervous it was me saying something really yeah. stupid. No. I mean, I have all those, but it's that, that wasn't it. Ten years ago. Like, that's the latest. It's, you know, you said something silly on yeah, this show. I think ten, ten, not even ten <laughs> minutes ago, I think. Yeah, under that. exactly. Uh, here's, here's a good Wendy one, though. So if you want to get a little... Urine cherry. Yeah, urine cherry. All right. <laughs> I don't remember the context of that at all. Um, not either. But I do. It's the kids vaping in the high school bathroom. Oh, urine cherry in the bathroom. Cherry. Right, because everything smells like uh, cherry vape and urine. I got it. There yeah. you have it. All right. Uh, well, anyway, Wendy is here, and uh, we're going to do this email. So this email's uh a little lengthy, but it's okay. We're, we don't mind length. We just like to help. You know, that's what we try to do. So okay. here's the email. I'll read it to you fine folks at home, and then we'll let Wendy pipe in. Uh, it starts like this. I'm a little stuck on where to go for information. I've wanted to send this into Wendy for some time now. Thank you for any direction you may have as I try to mentally prepare for what may come in my future. Uh, so here's the big beef of it. Uh, my mom is a Jehovah's witness. You put JW in the middle there and no one else in our family is, uh, over the years I have attended a lot of events with just my pop because my mom's religion was a conflict. She does not celebrate anything normal outside of a wedding anniversary. My dad and I got uh, get asked all the JW questions because people don't want to get stuck in a conversation with a witness. I uh, I rarely to never tell people that my mom is a Jehovah's Witness because I don't uh, have the energy for the questions they want to ask. It's never a short conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, big issues. Uh, I am uh, c- uh, cautious about what to bring up with the rest of my uh, immediate family and feel like I don't discuss or can't discuss my concerns without a huge family fight centered around my mom. I respect that she has different beliefs, but it has not made things easy. I don't want to get the family in an out uh, outrage again. They used to get very mad. Uh, having said this, I don't remember a lot of fighting when I was a child, but I also can't recall a lot of those years. I think there was an effort made not to fight in front of me, but I didn't. Uh, but I did notice something was off. Kids are smart that way. Anyway, There is a major part of me that is concerned about my parents' age. My mom uh, will become more and more devoted to the religion as she ages. Uh, I've seen it already with how she has responded to the pandemic. Uh, She put end times here, (laughs) or he put end times here. (laughs) Um, If my dad would happen to pass before her, uh, I would not be surprised if she dissolved uh, everything through her church. I'm not sure what that means, dissolved, but anyway. Like um, given all of her possessions and money. Oh, I see. I see. 
So whatever your will or your whatever you would, everything so. would happen that's, over there. That's yeah. the way I translate that. I might be wrong. Yeah, not sure about dissolved. Anyway, the organization and her brothers and sisters all very much unite to help members when needed. I'm not too sure how invasive or aggressive this gets, but I'm aware that there is an enormous amount of energy behind it. One could argue that, uh, quote, good community support, unquote, is why people get involved with religion in the first place, but it has its downsides, too. Uh, it is very hard for me to find information about uh, uh, what I could be up against in the future or how to understand or manage my own reality with everything. Documentaries or Internet content tends to be sensationalized or centered around child abuse allegations, uh, all the typical stuff associated with any religion. I'm just not too sure what to make of my individual situation or know where to go to find not crazy information if it even exists. All my mom's JW friends have been good people. They just believe uh, what they believe and do things differently. Uh, at this point, no, I don't fully know what kind of relationship I want to have with her. Uh, I have some professional or have had some professional therapy, but uh, it deadened with me. I'm sorry, but it deadened with me not wanting to combine counseling with her. I'm not sure what that means. To do combined. So in other words, uh, yeah. they didn't want to do any co-counseling having her in the room as well. They just, oh. they wanted to do professional therapy but okay. solo not with mom got it so that kind of ruined yeah. it for him is what he's saying yeah. uh, my mom is very honest and good-hearted person she's not dramatic and very loyal i love her and i can't f- and i can have fun with her but if i'm being completely honest she can really trigger me there are a few people that can aggravate me like she can probably typical parent child type irritations but uh both of my parents have been uh supportive of me and i have never felt unloved i trust them very much and they are aware that the religion has created some unusual circumstances here's a little bit of additional background from this person because that's the end of the main email it says we're a military family and my mom was raised overseas in a persian country and schooled by catholic nuns I'm very close to my dad and have been concerned uh, for him about or during the quarantine he gets out of the house as much as he can uh but spreading the word of jehovah is all my mom's focused on right now and uh i just leave uh, see i'm sorry and i just leave when i hear her talking uh, to others about it he does not talk about it or complain and I, uh, and I have asked if he is under any pressure, and he says no. This was a pre-pandemic conversation, though. Uh, I try not to get mad. Uh, this is not an issue, but when there is a frustration, I do my best to remember that my mom is really a very good person, and we believe just, we just believe different things. Uh, there's a whole thing about timeline here, about her starting her studies when she was stationed in Germany, um, a few other things like that. It's None of this, I think, is too crucial to anything, but... Um, there was a separation at one point with the parents and uh, I guess now they're mm. back together. So anyway, Wendy, based on all of that information, uh, and knowing, you know, sometimes, uh, the, the pivot point of, of conflict and a lot of family dynamics can often be religion and mm-hmm. either kids rebelling from it or whatever. Uh, where do you want to go with this? Hmm. Okay. Well, the very last thing you didn't read, I just want to... Oh, do you want me to read? I can read all that extra stuff. I didn't know... No, no, don't. Don't read it. I'll just tell you the last part. It says, when my mom moved back in, so they separated about sixth grade, and then high school parents were got back together. So when my mom moved back into the house, she was less intense about her religion and stopped leaving propaganda in my room and bathroom. I was not involved and made it clear, and so she laid off. Okay. I wanted to note that part, uh, the very last sentence of the entire thing. Um, because I think what's interesting about it is there is, and this is, this is all relationships. This can apply to lots of different things, but in this particular context, there is a relationship here 
that is at the core of all of this, right? I mean, this, the emailer has said, she's a very good person. You know, her friends are nice. You know, they seem normal enough. Uh, I, I trust her. I love her. Like there is a relationship. And when you set a boundary in high school and said, do not, you know, stop it with the propaganda, she stopped. Um, and so there's, there's enough to work with. And, and I know as we age and our parents get older and you get older and, you know, life is on big change, or, you know, one right after another, things start to, to shift and whatnot. And, mm-hmm. and so I want to focus on the relationship part of this. Um, so this person clearly cares about their parents, is close to dad, wants to be close to mom. And, and I'm, I'm saying that because there's not a kid on earth who doesn't want to be close to a parent and have a good, healthy relationship. They just don't. The only reason a kid wouldn't is because it doesn't feel possible or it's too risky. Um, and, and we can, you know, uh, abuse makes sense to all of us like, well, of course, but Usually this happens in every family in lots of good people. This can happen where this safety sort of kind of gets lost in a, in a relationship between a parent and a child. And it's often because the parent has very specific ideas of how things should be. And the child is trying to figure out what they believe and what they want and need some space to grow. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very normal. Mm-hmm. Um, then we add this element of religion and, and religion has been maybe the, the focal point of for these differences or these frustrations. Um, and so it seems like it is in itself has created the problem. Right. And maybe, maybe we've, we snap our fingers and religion doesn't exist. These, they would all be close and it would all be fine. But I, I, I suspect we'd find something else. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so yeah. what's hard is the smoke screen is the, is religious. Um, whether it is or not, I don't know if it's an actual smoke screen, but it it can play as one. And someone else might, it might be how we vacation together or not. Or another one, it might be political beliefs. Could, there's so many things we could just replace this topic with that mm. where one is really into something and well, we could even say video games. Yeah, you I could. I like to sometimes mm, you could. video games. Sure. Yeah, but I mean, like, they're, they're all, aren't they all kind of intertwined sometimes? Games. Like the concept of religion and conflict there is often you know, having that roll into somebody's politics and, and then if society is in a particularly excitable mood, then all those things get wound up together. And now religion, politics, and all of it are kind of in the same pot anyway, you know, or they can be. Right. Right. And it, and it feels so, it feels different than I'm going to keep going with my video game analogy. Let's say you have a kid (laughs) that hates video games. Okay. Right. Yeah. How strange would that be? First of all, because no kids hate video. Games. Right. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We're already deep into the fiction now. Yeah. <laughs> deep yeah. into fiction. Okay. So a kid hates video games. Their dad actually podcasts about video games and yeah. loves them. Yeah. <laughs> and and somehow we got to find common ground when dad's spending a lot of time playing video games and the kid just wants to go out and throw a baseball around. Yeah. <laughs> so what what happens? And I think there is a you know, hilariously. Oh, are you guys there? Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're still here. We're good. You just got a buzz Ooh, on your uh, your phone. TMS is calling on my other phone. Oh, well, that's oh. weird. Don't answer it. Yeah, ignore, ignore it's you. our right. competing podcast. Wait, you have multiple it's, phones? It's, How's that going? 
No, sorry, I don't have multiple. Those, I'm on my laptop. Phone? Oh, I have on my laptop, and the phone just rang from Discord. It said TMS. Oh, weird. Okay, hey, don't don't double call me. Yeah, okay. ignore that. I'm not um, doing it. I don't know why. <laughs> sorry about that. Weird. So anyway, the, okay, so we so we take this like wh- what what happens here? What does the dad start to think and feel? And what does the kid who just wants to um, get some fresh air and cycle with their father? <laughs> Yeah, I love this switching around. This is fun. Yeah. Okay. What what happens to each of them? I want you guys to let's brainstorm here. What happens to each of them as the entrenchment of the thing I I like and is valuable to me? You don't like and you'd like to do differently. Okay. What what happens to both? So sadly, in this scenario, my kids all love video games. So there's no it's bad. But uh, but there's this thing we have. Me and Carter and Kim have a conflict that drives me nuts. I love movie trailers. And they mm. hate them and avoid them with all, with all haste. They hate them. Is it that they hate them or they're just avoiding spoilers? All of it. They don't want, okay. they feel like they tell too much about the movie. My yeah. wife likes to go into, let's say, something like Dune with zero idea or expectation uh-huh. or anything about it. She the way it used to be. Yeah, the way it used to be. You yeah. just show up and you watch the movie. And I love the, the communal experience that can be people sitting down and watching something they're exciting, excited about that's not out yet and you're... You just get all stoked about it, and here's the new trailer for Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters movie or something. And I sure. love sharing that with somebody more than I like doing it by myself. And currently, the only other two occupants in this house refuse to ever watch trailers of any kind with me. <laughs> and it actually got me into a pisser the other night. I was really irritated because I wanted somebody, I can't remember who it was, to see something. Or I, it, was one of, it was Carter, I guess. And I don't remember where the movie is, but Carter was like dead set on not watching it. And um, you're the drama dad, she says in the chat room. She's in here right now. Um, but yeah, I was very, I, I admit, I was the one that was freaking out about it. But um, it, it that was a weird thing. I could not get over it for like a day. I had to sleep it off. I was so annoyed. Wow, yeah. really? This is, this is a great example because it's dumb. Yeah, right? it is d- super dumb. Incredibly dumb. Yeah. Yeah. You're not devoting every minute of your day knocking on doors and telling people about Jehovah and like, you know, only spending time with believers and then telling your kid like you will, you know, I mean, you you intensified this by one million (laughs) and you had to take a day to sleep it off. Like so that you're you're giving us a perfect illustration of Mm -hmm. what happens um, with a pretty low stakes situation (laughs) Um, and then how it can grow and grow over time. So, so we're, we're going to take the parent side first. So thank you, Scott, for this analogy. So we're going to still use yours for a minute. What is it that you started to name some of it, but I want us to list it. What is it you want out of this? Um, that feeling of shared anticipation and excitement okay. for stuff that we're all really into. See, that's the funny thing is the things that the trailers are for are totally up their alleys. Mm-hmm. Stuff they would love to see, uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings thing. That would have been something that would you know that trailer would have been something for a movie they all stoked to see. Right. I, I just I want that like moment of like we're all doing this together and high five and after and we feel that joint feeling of excitement. I don't I don't know why I want that. Well, it's I mean it's it's for the same reason that that you like it that they don't want to see it right they're they're super into and they don't want to have any preconceptions going into it about what it's going to be or what's 
what's going to happen for the same reasons that you want to see it. Right. Is yeah. you're excited and you want that. Ooh, the taste, the taste of what's coming. Exactly. And I think part of it is I'm not really uh, spoilers of any sort, even just hinty spoilers or, or overall mm-hmm. or, uh, like, Ooh, uh, idea of what the plot might be spoilers. They don't bother me at yeah. all. I have no problem yeah. with it because I still know that the journey of the actual watching is going to be what matters. And so, so I, I I don't take it seriously at all. But on the other hand, I do know what they're I understand what they're saying and why they would mm-hmm. feel that, the way that they feel. But it just feels like this opportunity lost of like it's a small, tiny thing. But it just I don't know. There's something really fun about the communal thing, and it's not that right. important okay. at the end of the so day. So let's focus on something: yeah. the communal thing. There is that is the thing. You're not, or you would just go watch trailers by yourself. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Which you end up having to do, but. You, that that's not actually what you're craving. You're craving the community, the the rush that it gives you, the feeling of camaraderie. Like you, you want a tribe to enjoy this with you. And I'm I'm using the word tribe because in the end, that's really what this all boils down to is not being alone in your thing. Sometimes, yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Okay, so we take a parent who has a kid, and that kid is part of this parent's tribe and is this parent is responsible for that kid okay so there is a power differential from day one so taylor carter you can say no to your dad about the trailers you you have the power but it's it really is a power differential and and you take the case of this emailer so mother um converts to jehovah witness and you know there's a lot required to be part of that and that is where a lot of her energy and heart and time and stuff goes right. So, what is she going to think about the kid? Well, I'm going to get share this with somebody I love. This is so important to me, and that communal requirement, that need to be with. This is why religion ultimately is successful when it is, is that it does provide community, which is the one of the points, right? And so, that is a a deep down desire of every human being. And then, when you have offspring. They're actually part of that tribe. And what happens is now, Brian, you started to say from the kid's perspective, which I think is right on. The kid has mm-hmm. its own opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the kid is not an extension. As they do. As has, darn kids and their yeah, opinions. Those yeah. kids. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And if you could just go re- watch your trailer and they could not watch trailers and it was fine, then we wouldn't have this example. And it's because it does something for you. It means something to you. It's part of your culture and heritage is to watch a trailer right um and so so you take the this sort of example is that mom comes back into the the scene after a separation and is able to respect that boundary of like quit trying to convert me all the time let's keep these lines strong Mm -hmm. now it sounds like it never quite goes away. It's not like mom's like, yeah, all right. Well, I'll just keep this separate over here and you guys do your thing because there's fighting or there's disagreements or there's anger and all these other folks are just like not not loving it because they are, again, she's in the parent position and this this child is in the child position. Now, as you become an adult, suddenly you have more power, right? But you're still having this same conflict Right, I mean, Carter's an adult. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't make her watch um, trailers. No, that's like, true. it just doesn't work. Right. right. So then, what's the resolution? So, so okay. I mean, have we covered the kid's perspective? I'm trying to think. Okay, so what does the kid need? We didn't talk about that. Sorry. So the adult needs the 
the connection and the mm-hmm. the shared experience. Uh, I shared experience, and I'm I am used to the power, and I don't have power in this particular way. And this is the most important thing to me. Mm-hmm. And I can't get my own child to listen to what I have to say is is very difficult. And we can insert a million different things in here, right? This this works for a lot of parent child dynamics. Okay, so what's the kid? You guys channel the kids now, or maybe Carter wants to chime in. What's the kid? perspective and need and what's happening there. Mm. Yeah, but she may want to chime in. I mean, she's in the chat, so she'll have to type this out. But um, I mean, I could guess what her thinking is. I mean, part of it, part of it is just me going, I can't believe I can't convince them that this is fun. Because it is. It's yeah. freaking fun. It's fun like it is in the movie theaters. But then again, I remember back when we were going to theaters on the regular, Kim, you know, pre-pandemic, Kim, Kim would put her head down and close her eyes. Because she didn't want to see the new Avengers trailer. Mm-hmm. Like she was even in the, the midst of a theater where the sound has turned up to 11 and you can't avoid that there's this giant thing happening in the dark uh, on the only screen av- available. She would she'd still <laughs> avoid it. So so I know that uh, I don't I know no, this that, is genetic is what we're saying. OK, her oh, answer is it's just not that uh, it's just it's not that it's not fun. It's just more fun for us to see, to not see trailers, she says. Mm-hmm. So. It's as so insane as that sounds. Just have fun. Yeah. But I hear that and I go, <laughs> whatever. It can be both. Both of those <laughs> things are fun. <laughs> They're both. It's all yeah. fun. Everything's fun. It can all be fun. You know? Just yeah. But do it my way. My yeah, fun. Do it my fun way. way. <laughs> yeah. 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 And now you add to this the 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 weighty um the weighty subject of salvation. And yeah. now you're you're gonna burn in hell if you don't do it my way. <laughs> yeah, and then like again, we have we have anteed this up to a billion, yeah, right? Yeah. And so what is being okay? So let's take the the emailer's perspective. It's a kid who grows up having there there is a chasm between them and their mother that is difficult difficult to navigate. Mm-hmm. It's just not an automatic. Mm-hmm. This is why. So often children just do whatever their parents are doing, right? Yeah. Whether yeah. they agree with it or not, or have their own thoughts about the, it or not. Keep the waters level and not. Yeah. Not and to boat. be yeah. accepted, loved, safe, mm-hmm. et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if, if, if Carter was scared of you, Scott, I'm pretty sure she'd be watching the trailers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Right? They, they have no problem telling me where to, good where to, to go. Good to know your, your children are not afraid of you. I'm yeah. not afraid of you, yeah. dad. They yeah. have no problem telling me where to go uh, and, and what to do. Right. Yeah. And I would argue it's because you have a solid relationship with Carter and you have a solid relationship with Kim that everyone can do what they want in this story, mm-hmm. but you're, it's running into your, oh, don't abandon me in my joy. Right. I want buddies for this, <laughs> right, right? right? And and in this case, I don't know what the the strength of this relationship is, but that is my advice. My advice yeah. is parents often take on the role of parenting and the role I always I think it's such a funny word to use because of course I think of like an acting role. And sometimes parenting is just acting. It's acting. Yeah, totally is. We're just faking this it's- and we don't know. It's trying not to laugh to reward your children for doing something that they shouldn't be doing. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I know. I am so bad at it. I, my kids have zip respect for my opinion sometimes because I just think very 
dumb things are funny. Anyway, yeah. yeah so yeah. you have you have this um, this role, and I think sometimes, and especially maybe in religious context, I just spent an hour with a very religious mother talking about how she just can't not be di- disappointed in her kids at like every turn. Yeah, because the role was to raise them a certain way in her religious tradition, and then they would just do it. And then they're not doing it, so she's disappointed. And she can't seem to change her tune at all. Mm. Um, whereas the kids are still growing and maturing and changing. And, you know, nobody's baked and cooked yet, including her. Um, but this this perpetual disappointment from, I had a role and a job here, and you are not fulfilling I gave everything to you. That's a familiar guilt trip people have heard. I've given everything for for, for you to have this life that, uh, you know, whatever, and you're disappointing me. Um, there's a reason that's being said. It's maybe accurate, but it's also incredibly powerful and manipulative and gets kids to pretend that they're doing the things you want them to do. Mm-hmm. I, if I had one uh, biggest secret revealed to me through therapy is how many hidden kind of ridiculous things kids have to do in order to try to be themselves. Uh, This is from the smallest thing to the most extreme, right? Um, And it's because the role is such a dominant sort of mental structure for the parent in that power dynamic. But if we move role to the word relationship, Mm -hmm. like it shifts everything, right? Mm -hmm. You still are a parent. You still make sure the kid gets what they need. You still draw boundaries. You still, they're mad at you. But that's what a real relationship is. And now from the time they're unsafe to be around a stove to the time that they are your age when you had them, that you've got to change too. And I I think I'm lecturing to parents who, you know, this mom's probably not listening to this podcast. Um, but, but what it does is it hits certain nerves. And, and what I have found to be really helpful is with people can move from role and the sort of jobs they've always had in these, in these family systems and structures to really caring about the quality of the relationship. Amazing things happen. Mm -hmm. So for example, this person said, Hey, she triggers me like no other. Mm -hmm. Well, of course she does. And it's because they're, she's still parenting. And she's still throwing out like ho- hopeful hook hooks, like well, maybe if you just accepted Jesus, you know, like whatever they may be. Why are they triggers? It's because she's continuing to do the same thing in just maybe a different way, right? Mm-hmm. And so, what would this? So, I want you two to give give us your thoughts. What would you suggest that this person does to increase the relationship quality with? this mother oh man yeah uh my my take from the whole this email is why i make the big bucks my whole yeah, <laughs> my take from the email is is kind of a weird one because um you've helped clarify some of it for me but it still seems like it seems like things are going okay like she he keeps going she's a really nice person she's super nice she's really kind she's uh-huh. nice she's nice she's nice and it's like well she sounds like she's all right like maybe this maybe this religion thing is just he can't do the religion thing. Once that comes up, he just shuts down. Yeah. And I get that. I get it. Trying to figure out what the common ground is that the two of them can, especially if it's a common ground where religion can't even come up, right? Like doing a cooking class together. She's not going to say, Oh Jesus, these cookies are good or something like that. It's Mm. like, you know, (laughs) do something that, that is unrelated to the difficult point 
to kind of foster the relationship from a different perspective. Yeah. Whatever that some, may be. So they're going to have some other shared every thing. Mo- every grown mother wants from her son. Yeah, wait, maybe they like trailers. Maybe they could sit down and watch some trailers together. <laughs> I could be there. I could be there. Uh, there once a week get together. Is, yeah, is trailer watching. Yeah, why not? Watch trailers. You would. You wouldn't believe okay. how how clo- how much closer you can get if you just watch some trailers together. Um, right. No, okay, I don't know. So, like, so but, really, what does every grown mother want from her son? Um. Uh. Well, a call every day. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're going by our mom, it's it's that. I took mom to lunch Being last week. Being fed by her, probably yeah. like uh, you're not eating enough. Or, <laughs> you're in not our, eating well. In our in our mom's case, all she needed last week for for me to take her to PF Chang's. That's all she wanted in life. Oh, she loves PF yeah. Chang's. She loves yeah, Chinese. And, food. and I, well, I'll just put it into one word. It's attention. Attention. Okay. Attention. Yeah. Attention. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be crazy amounts because she's already used to not getting it. I would assume. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, he, he poses this question. He goes, I'm not sure what kind of relationship I want with her. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of relationship I want with her. And that is, it, here's the thing. Uh, maybe I, I, maybe I'm a, become a crappy therapist as time has gone on with family dynamics, but I used to think, yes, let's bring that other person in. Let's talk through all the feelings and the pain. And now I am the opposite. Like, are they dead? Preferable if they're dead, because it's so much easier to work with someone when they're dead. <laughs> People are like, what? And it's because you are not going to get what you need out of that relationship unless you do some changing first. Mm, and sure. then we test a bunch of things. We watch what happens. And then usually nine times out of 10, the relationship improves because you stopped, you figured out your garbage that you were bringing and they responded well. Sometimes the person's a sociopath and it's impossible. So mm-hmm. there we go. But in this case, what is it that individually that needs to happen? And so if we know that mom, and, and this is an assumption, of course, but we know mom could use some attention. Mm-hmm. Mom probably also desperately wants a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mom also isn't clear how she's supposed to separate her religious fervor from how she interacts with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we can make a bunch of different assumptions that if we, start to work through and tackle it's kind of interesting so call her and but then she triggers you well what do you do with that do you guys know i don't know that's the problem like Mm -hmm. could you just swallow it down and say i'm not gonna get triggered just you know brush it off (laughs) yeah like i it seems like you easier said than done (laughs) yeah because what brian's describing is compartmentalization and that's hard if you're not good at it um, mm-hmm. you know, I know people who are natural compartmentalizers and I'm not. And so I know how hard it is to go into a situation and go, I'm definitely not going to feel this way. I'm definitely not going to feel this way. But then you just immediately <laughs> feel that way. Like, I don't, sure know, I don't know how you do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, d- I definitely do not recommend shoving anything down. That's never, never works out well. No. Um, and it's actually the opposite of compartmentalizing. It is moving towards the difficult topic. Like the thing that triggers you, you have to lean into that conversation. Mm-hmm. And it would look like a combo of things. Having to, to understand what your boundaries are about it. Because what's happening is there is, she's stepping over a boundary and you set one in high school and she responded well to that. That's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet you're not, it's a little bit of like, you're going to give her something she needs because you're going to give her some attention and connection and I want a relationship. Mm-hmm. There's not a mother on earth that doesn't want to hear. I want to feel closer to you. I want this to work out who then can also hear. These are some of the things that push me away. Can we talk about 
how we can be closer and not have all the triggering happening. Mm -hmm. And that's just a discussion. Now, I get why people want a therapist to help them have that discussion. That's a different discussion than, mom, you need to hear why you bugged me so much. And she is going to say how, well, you don't care about me. Well, true. None of, both of that happening. Mm -hmm. There's just rocket science to that. The rocket science, is, this is the hard part, is like deciding I'm going to experiment here. I want to be closer to my mom. That's why I'm writing this email. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Right. Already and a big step. That's I a want big to hard be step. close without getting my hand slapped. Yep. That's every kid's need. Yep. Every abused kid, every neglected kid. It's because it's who we are as humans. Yep. And so this is why it's fraught. Is if you really go out and say it and she rejects you and chooses Jehovah over you again, that's painful, right? Mm -hmm. So I say this with the caveat of you gotta really think about what you want to do here. Cause you could just keep up your walls and be protected from getting hurt again forever, but that there is a consequence to having a wall is that there will be the distance in that relationship. So I, all I know is, you know, and maybe here's the idea. You find a Jehovah witness um, therapist and you have them <laughs> help you understand where she's coming from and have that therapist help guide this relationship building if possible. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's possible, but just this idea of that, you know, this is bigger than whatever her religion is and yours. Yeah. It is a mother child bond that needs nurturing. Yeah. And if we can get out of the roles and I'm, I'm not okay unless my kid is just like me or the kid is, I'm not okay unless my mom fully, you know, accepts everything about, you know, that's hard. This is hard to do in any relationship. Marriage is anything, right? Mm -hmm. Children and parents are particularly tough. Right. Um, Anyway, there's a lot to be gained from, from working hard on this. Most of us just go, oh, I'm tired. I got stuff to do. I'm busy. Mm -hmm. And then mom just continues to be neglected to some extent and not get some of those needs met. So she will just keep trying to connect through a venue she knows how. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's not, I, I think it's, I think it's right to, it's easy to say, uh, well, it's the Jehovah Witness part of this. That's the problem because she wouldn't yeah. be this way in some other situation. I get bad news for you. Like every, every, uh, religion or, or, or let's just call it whatever personal devotion somebody might have. Um, these sorts of conflicts can come from any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. or um, opposite, it's right. not, it's not having religion at all. Right. <laughs> like, right. Right. Like flip the right. Anything. And politically, I mean, as we know, like yeah, there are family members know. not competing or com communicating with each other at all now yeah. that two, mm -hmm. four years ago were, yeah. And so, yeah, it could be anything. And and again, it's humans. We have a tendency to protect ourselves when we're vulnerable, when something's threatened. But here's a, here's a kid who grew up sharing his mother with a religion. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. And I don't know if she could hear that and and sort of see that sort of a core relationship has been affected by her neglect. I'm going to call it that. That, you know, and that's tough. That's tough for anyone to hear. So when you attack her religion, you're attacking, you know, just such a core part of her. But what you're really attacking is that you know, maybe you weren't, you're not fully present for me. Yeah. And and then get to the real stuff. That's why we argue about the outside stuff, because the real stuff is actually very hard to get, mm -hmm. to, get to and talk about. Yeah. Well, I hope this not only helps, but this feels like one of those we can get a, get a follow up on because... Mm -hmm. It's yeah. less esoteric. It's more just like, 
you know, how'd your first, how'd your meeting go over there? How did, or how did yeah. this, your attempt to, uh, you know, push the J dub stuff to the side, uh, and, and you know, and how did that go? And we can get a good, we can get a good follow up. Uh, funny side note. I don't know how funny this is, but, uh, Wendy and I grew up, uh, you know, in a predominantly Mormon area, uh, of the country. And, um, we used to have this joke that Mormon missionaries would go around the side or they would, they would go around your yard to the sidewalk and then up the sidewalk and knock on your door. Mm-hmm. Jehovah witnesses would just cross right across your grass. <laughs> and I don't know why we used to say, yeah. it, but we used to say if somebody ever crossed the grass in any other context, we go, ah, you're J dubbing it. You're over there. J dubbing it. Say, <laughs> Side note, totally nothing to yeah. do with this conversation. I kind of see the well, same thing happen with FedEx and UPS yeah, actually. Exactly. <laughs> see, and it's, it is, there is your tribal, right? right. Like who else goes door to door that we can uh, rip on? Cause they're not on our team. Right. They're not right. on our team. Right. Exactly. I have a great podcast everyone go listen to group think on um hidden brain the hidden brain episode i think it's this week it's called group think and okay. it's some of the studies that have been done are fascinating really? like you take someone donating blood or or helping someone else and then you put the opposite team jersey on them <laughs> it's nuts it really does help you understand why humans suck so bad when it comes to uh, some of our stuff. Anyway, it's a good one. Oh, that's, uh, what's his name? Um, I love Hidden Brain. Uh, yeah, that's great. I can't think of his name. I love that host. He's great. Sure. It's a hard name to remember because it's it's Indian and it's a long name and it's hard for me to remember. But Hidden Brain's great. People should uh, go check that yeah. out. Group thing. Cool. And then you think, oh, see, like they, they tell a story about the Yankee uh, Yankees fans and Boston Red Sox fans, right? Because they're yeah. mortal enemies. Yeah. And here's just one that if you're a huge fan, you think Boston and the and Fenway Park is closer to your house than it actually is. Mm. If you are not a fan, you are accurate at knowing the distance between the two cities. Yeah. So it is a a felt threat that is. I mean, that is fascinating, right? Like you could create, li- literally change distance in your mind. You can get accurate distant guesses for other things, but not your mortal enemy. They're around the corner. Oh, yeah. It's so much more than just, anyway, it's, Coke. it's so much more than Coke and Pepsi or Sega and Nintendo or, you know, any of these rivalry mm-hmm. brandy, Android, uh, iOS kind yeah. of things. But those sports guys, we're lucky there aren't more deaths is what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> Actually, I really think it's why we have less war <laughs> that's because of sports yeah i think it's the answer <laughs> well i mean there's a there's some credible rugby, studies that, are you kidding without rugby mm-hmm. oh there would be war everywhere there's credible studies about you know kids playing first person shooters has lowered youth violence yeah there's like direct correlations yeah. and maybe we need to just human we need to fake it more and, and then get it out of our system and then don't don't actually go to war how about that that'd be cool <laughs> Um, How about that, Boston? Yeah, take that, Boston. Uh, <laughs> go socks. All right. Uh, that's good stuff. Uh, we will look forward to hopefully if, uh, some follow-up from this listener. And if you out there are listening and going, man, I got a problem that's either like this or got your own set of situations you want to deal with, you can be completely anonymous about it if you want to and just send us an email, the um, themorningstream at gmail.com. That's themorningstream at gmail.com. Uh, and make sure you check out realsteps.org where Wendy's got cool stuff happening and signups coming soon, right? October? Yes. Um, yeah. Yes, very soon. All right. Watch next for that. Uh, oh, next week. Holy crap. 
Uh, Wendy, have a fantastic day. Next week, let me clarify. Next week, the email is coming. Oh, God, it's it. not starting next got week. Got it. Okay. No, yeah. good so clarification. people don't panic. It's coming. Uh, fair enough. Uh, Wendy, have a great week. We'll okay. see you next time. Bye now. You- well, she, <laughs> she was going to say you too. She probably was going to say you too, but she could. She may have said you go to hell. She may have said. Right. It's probably what she was going to say. I believe that. Yeah. Uh, well, here's also what I believe. The show is done. And uh, how do I know? Because it's that time of day. We're done. Uh, we're going to go now. And before we go, I would like to encourage everybody within the sound of my voice to do please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash TMS. Why? It's literally how the show gets made. If we don't have that, we don't have the show. It's just straight up the truth. You want the truth? Can you handle the truth? Here's the truth. Without you guys and your support of us on Patreon, we're screwed. So keep supporting us. Those who have, thank you very much. And those who might, please head on over there. Throw us a buck, whatever you're feeling like. Patreon.com slash TMS. All right, Brian, let's get out of here. But before we do, we need a song. We do, and this is a good one. Uh, they're all good ones, but this is a, this is one I'm excited to play. No request for this one. This one is one that um, that came out last month, and I said I'm putting this on a day on the first day. I don't have a request. Uh, this is the song I'm using. So this is the song I'm using. This is uh, from the soundtrack to a film called Flag Day that I think came out. Uh, last month, it's a Sean Penn film that stars his son Dylan Penn. Um, oh yeah, or daughter. I'm sorry, daughter. Daughter. Dylan that's Penn. what it is. And there, yep. it's looked. It looked serious. That movie. Well, it's Sean Penn. How can it not? Right? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so serious that I didn't even know that he had a daughter named Dylan Penn, not a son named Dylan Penn. I just looked at it. And I saw Dylan Penn. Oh gonna yeah, be Dylan Penn's gonna be a guy. But now, yeah, we live in the time where there's Michaels and Dylans I and all sorts. Should of... never assume. Never assume. Sure. Anyway, the soundtrack came out, and it's uh, it's got original music by Eddie Vedder. Uh, Glenn Hansard, who uh, was uh, half of that fantastic movie once and is just an amazing Irish singer, and Cat Power. Great oh. lineup right there. Oh. On the album, they do a cover of R.E.M.'s Drive that is super cool. Here it is. Here's Drive from the soundtrack to Flag Day, Eddie Vedder. Smack, crack, bushwhacked Tie another one to the rats, baby Hey, kids, rock and roll Nobody tells you where to go, baby What if I ride? What if you walk? What if you rock around the clock? Tick, tock, tick, tock. What if you did? What if you walk? What if you try to get off, baby? Hey, kids, where are you? Nobody tells you what to do, baby Hey, kids, shake a leg Maybe you're crazy in the head, baby Maybe you did 
Maybe you walked, maybe you rocked around the clock Tick, tock, tick, tock Maybe I ride, maybe you walk Maybe I drive to get off, baby This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Oh, God, where am I? Jeez. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.